0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply, but get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling, but make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get Roman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. From April 29th to May 4th, if you deposit on Underdog Fantasy, you'll have a chance to win a million dollars in their best ball contest. That's right. A million dollars. Sign up now on underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. SGPN. What up D Gens? Dan Titus here with the NBA gambling podcast hosted by the sports gambling podcast network joined by my co-host Munaf sports nerd. Manji. What's good brother.
1: How's your Thursday morning treating you? It's going well so far, man. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in sports today, right? We have uh, obviously we have their NBA games. We have a big NFL draft tonight. We got a golf tournament going off. So exciting times man it's going to be a hopefully a profitable thursday i know our slack channels all them are popping off we got baseball and all that good stuff so man exciting times right now
0: yeah this is a crazy intersection of sports right now man i can't even keep focused i honestly didn't even know there's a pga tournament going on because i'm locked into the nfl draft got to see what my my eagles do they're probably going to disappoint um (laughs) But we'll see what happens, man. And the Texans too. I imagine they got some uh, big decisions to make too. Are they going to stand by their guy? Who knows what's going on with that Deshaun Watson stuff? But uh, hopefully that all gets situated. But we're going to hear our sponsor, and then we'll get into the action. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players and sports games. Generous promos, odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer for up to $500 in risk-free sports bets. Terms and conditions apply, but get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. So starting off for today, we're going to go through a uh, go through the quick slate of games. We have 6 games on tap for tonight. We don't love them all, so we're going to give you some daily fades which ones we're going to play and then which ones we're going to try to avoid as well as a new segment. We're going to debut called the prop shop. You know, we're, we're giving all these picks in the Slack channels as well as Twitter, but we're also going to do it on here a little bit more frequently for y'all keep getting the bag here. Cause we've had a lot of success in our props as of late. Yep. And then we'll, we'll sum it up. We're going to go through the Northwest division. It's pretty much already locked up. You won't find many opportunities to bet on the Utah jazz. They've already clinched and, this is not a bettable, uh, not a bettable market, but we'll still discuss what the outlook is for those other teams in that division, being that there's still a couple people that have playoff aspirations. So let's get into the into the games here. For the first games, we got the Dallas Mavericks going up against the Detroit Pistons currently seen. this game opened up at eight and a half, the Detroit Pistons eight and a half dogs. What are you seeing as the live market moon off? And um, yeah. do you like this game? Um, just before we get into it, I mean, <laughs> pretty much the whole starting lineup for the Detroit Pistons is going to be out for this game. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I see Corey Joseph is out. Wayne Ellington is out the more notably Jeremy Grant, Grant and Mason yep. Plumley. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be the young bucks running here. Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, who do you like for this game? Are you fading it? Or are you playing it?
1: Yeah, I think we're still waiting on some injury news for um, Dallas. I, I did like Dallas in this game, you know, at this point in the season uh, with about 10, 11 games left, I kind of like betting on teams that, you know, are still fighting for that playoff position. And then, you know, Detroit, they're playing hard, but again, you know, they're not in playoff contention. So it's kind of headed for the lottery uh, in the upcoming draft for the uh, NBA um, but, uh, I, I do like Dallas here tonight, just to take care of business, get a win under their belt. Um, you know, just keep an eye on for, for Luca. And, uh, if KP are playing tonight, a lot of, you know, game time decisions for Dallas. Uh, if you look at their injury report, with like I said, Luca KP, uh, Maxi Kleber, uh, Phoenix Smith, uh, JJ Reddick, uh, Josh Richardson. So a lot of guys questionable or game time decisions, but, um, just quickly with this game, not one of the more exciting games tonight. Uh, it would be Dallas for pass for me.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Um I do like the way that the the Pistons look inspired when they let their young bucks run. Yeah. However, this is a fade for me. I d- I just don't like it with all of the un- with all the uncertainty around the teams and mm-hmm. and which players are going to be in there. I could see as well as Dallas, you know, they're they're moving right now. It's coming off that crazy victory over the Warriors where they pretty much just trounced them uh by 30 yeah. points. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Luca, you know, maybe take a game off here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if he's not going to, and if it's not a full game off, maybe he plays a reduced amount of minutes. So it's hard for me to gauge, you know, whether this is going to be a real Dallas Mavericks team going up against the, the B squad or the JV team of the Detroit Pistons here. So, yeah. But in in addition to that fade, I'm actually, I'm going to fade a really popular rookie I don't, I think his rebound line might be a bit overstated. It's Isaiah Stewart sitting at 11 and a half rebounds. I think he's going to get double digits. Just, I don't see him getting 12, despite, you know, Dallas being pretty, pretty thin in the front court. They still mm-hmm. will trot out Willie Colley Stein. They'll still have Maxi Kleber as well as Dwight Powell. Who's been getting more minutes. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher path for him to get those 12 rebounds. He tends to ball out against um, lesser Lesser teams, below 500, losing teams. Uh, so I think that this is a bit high. So this is my fade for the night.
1: Like it, yeah. Just taking looking over his couple stats here. It's kind of been inconsistent, right? 16 rebounds in one game, then came back down to six, 13 in one game. Right. Five right. of the next 11 against Atlanta. So according to that pattern, at least you know he might not have a big uh, rebounding game. So yeah, like that angle with Isaiah Stewart. The show.
0: And then for the next game, we got. The Brooklyn Nets heading to Indianapolis to take on the Pacers. Revenge narrative for Karis LeVert here? Mm. Uh, possibly, but uh, I, I think I like here, you know, Indiana's laying eight and a half to the Brooklyn Nets. We've seen what Durant can do right now. He's looking like he's slated to play. Um, any word on Kyrie Irving, whether he will be active? It looks like he will be. Yeah, um, he should be. His, yeah his props are up, so... This is going to be a Pacers team going up against the the hard endless Nets, but you know we've seen it with two stars in action. This team is very dangerous.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you take a look at Indiana. I think we were I was discussing this with uh, on our Tuesday show actually. It was about right. Indiana Pacers interior defense without Miles Turner and uh, Sabonis in that lineup. Their two backup guys are just not getting it done. And you take a look over their last ten games. Indiana is dead last in uh, allowing points inside the paint. Now, at least for tonight against the Nets, would that mean that Kyrie Irving and KD get to the rim at will, you know, get finishing around the basket? Or is there opportunities for guys like DeAndre Jordan, you know, Blake Griffin to kind of catch lobs from their guards and then get easy points inside the basket? So, um, you know, that's one thing to kind of look at. And then the one more point I had for the um, Indiana Pacers uh, dead last in opponent rebounding. I think this was something we had also discussed on Tuesdays that again, without those two guys, the rebounding has not been there for, for this team. I think they're giving up close to 60 rebounds per game uh, to their opponent. So two props I did lock up. I'll get, th- I'll get to that later in the prop shop segment. Um, but there are two props uh, rebounding props that I do like for this game. And I also did lock up the nets. Uh, sorry. I took the over in this game. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of points in this game. You know, we have two teams that, again, Indiana is number one in pace over their last 10 games. They're really pushing the pace. And I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. And you have a team like Brooklyn that can go out on every any single night and drop 130 points. So uh, I did lock up this number at 241. I currently see it up to 243 now. So uh, that total is definitely on the move here.
0: Yeah. That thing is rising quick agreement with most of what you're saying here, um, especially with the rebounding and lack thereof with it's clear without Sabonis and Turner in there that the the Indiana front court is, is much to be desired. Mm -hmm. They got O'Shea Brissett, the rookie out of uh, Syracuse playing, playing big minutes now with Jakar Sampson and Jakar Sampson. We know who he is. He's a journeyman Mm -hmm. G leaguer that is, is starting to get minutes, but you know, I don't see much of a, a way to stop the Nets, even with Blake Griffin and and DeAndre Jordan in there, as well as you know, obviously Kyrie and Durant. So, yeah, I this is definitely setting up to be a track meet. Two forty three, though, definitely the highest total on the slate. I'm just gonna go under just because that's just, I mean, that's a lot of points, and this could easily be a blowout. But yeah, I'm just gonna be, take a little bit of a different route there. Go the under two forty three. But I think you locked in a great price at 241 though, especially the way that this thing is trending. Yeah. And we're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor, and then we'll get back to it. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with bases loaded. The best golfer sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you've come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com SGP now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. So getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com SGP and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving the home. Complete an online visit today to connect with your doctor and take care of it. So, lastly, just go to GetRoman.com slash SGP and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash SGP. Get started now and save $15 on your first month of treatment. All right. So, the next game, we got the Milwaukee Bucks going up against your Houston Rockets. See the, the game total at 234, 233, 234, right around that range. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we got the, the Houston Rockets as 13 point dogs. This this is a lot. And the Milwaukee Bucks, we know they haven't really been covering at a freak at a high rate lately. Mm-hmm. How do you like this game?
1: This is going to be my daily fadeaway of the day. And I am fading this Rockets defense tonight. I think things are going to get very ugly here tonight for the Rockets over their last 10 games. I mean, the defensive metrics for the Rockets, it's not pretty. Um, One, number one, you're going up against the best offense or one of the best offenses in the league. And so far over their last 10 games, you take a look at Milwaukee, number four in offensive efficiency, number two in defensive efficiency, and they're number four in pace. So they top five in all three categories that I kind of like looking at. And then you take a look at Houston over their last 10 games, number 27 in points uh, allowed inside the paint. And then they're number 29 in opponents, three pointers, uh, opponent three point shots made. So when you have a team like the Milwaukee Bucks at number one, or have shooters on their team with Devin Chinzo, with uh, Chris uh, Middleton, with Drew Holiday, uh, Pat Covington, they, they have a lot of shooters on this team. And then you have a guy like Giannis and, and again, Drew Holiday, Chris Milton guys that can also finish inside when they're, when, when we have a team that's playing that well, and then the defense is, is, you know, polar opposite of what the Rockets are doing right now. Things are, might get very, very ugly here for the Rockets here tonight. So uh, I'm definitely fading this Rockets defense tonight. And I also did lock up this uh, Bucks team total. I believe I got it at 124, sorry, 123. And it's currently sitting at, it's still at 123. So you could probably still get that.
0: Yeah, I'm going to, so while you're fading it, I'm going to play it, but I'm going to play <laughs> it just off of everything that you just said. I'm taking the Bucks minus 12 and a half. Um, I think that this is going to be a, a blowout hundred percent. Totally agree yeah. with you in that regard games. Um, I'm going to stay away from a total. I'm going to fade it, but, okay. um, actually part of me wants me to get in on the action. They're tracking to be the second highest game total of the night mm-hmm. at 2:34. I'm going to go the under, because I don't think that the Houston Rockets are going to score more than maybe I'm going to give them a hundred points at best. They're not yeah. going to eclipse that. So I'm going to go the under there taking Milwaukee minus 12 and a half, get them to take care of work. They need to secure. I mean, right now they're sitting pretty in the number three seed in the Eastern conference, but you know, I think that they want to, they want to make sure that they want to go into the playoffs on the right track, get back, take care of business against these lower level teams. They're six and four um, overall in their last 10. Yep. But, you know, against the spread recently, they've been quite successful against below five uh, below 500 teams, ranking at five and one against the spread in their last six, and in their last seven meetings against the Houston Rockets, they're five and two against the spread. So, give me the bucks here. Take care of business. Giannis is active. That's all yep. I need to know. Sign him up to have a big game.
1: Might be a uh, a PJ Tucker kind of maybe I don't know revenge game or or at least he could have a big input on the game plan uh, of, you know, how to kind of attack the Rockets defense. You know, he was there again, post James Harden trade for quite a bit before they moved him uh, to Milwaukee. So, you know, that, that might be another contributing factor for, for the Bucks here tonight. Absolutely.
0: And then the game, my lock of the night, we got the Warriors heading to Minnesota to face the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves have been, Reeling as of late, playing a lot better, but I think that they're going to run into the Steph Curry effect here. Um, Kelly Oubre is not going to be playing. He's looking like he's doubtful with an injury. I believe it's a wrist injury. So they'll be slightly shorthanded, but I don't think it's going to matter. Once you get beat on your home floor by 30 points, Steph Curry did not play in the fourth quarter. He had that look of, you know, disappointment, dejection, whatever you want to call it. This guy just looked pissed and angry as hell. I think he's going to take it out on Minnesota tonight. His points line is sitting at 35 and a half. I mean, (laughs) he's probably going to go for 40 tonight. Either way, I'm locking in the Warriors at minus three and a half. To me, this is the, this is the lock. There's no chance that the war that the wolves are going to be able to hang with them. Um, you hate to see, you hate to be the team that has to face Steph Curry after an embarrassing loss. And yeah. unfortunately, I think that that will be the Timberwolves.
1: I, 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 I just, when you were talking about this game right now, especially Steph Curry, I, I have a very, very juicy, juicy prop for, for this game here tonight with Steph Curry. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to the, to the prop shop, but I a hundred percent agree with you. I mean, I was watching that Dallas and golden state game in the, in that first quarter. And I was, I was in shock because golden state warriors scored 12 points within like the first three minutes of that first quarter. And then they didn't score for the rest of the quarter. That was amazing. I mean, when you have a guy like Steph Curry on this team and Draymond Green, the guys that can make plays, um, you know, that was really shocking. I think they only had like 29 or 32 points at the half. So. And they came out and we you know we saw Steph Curry be Steph Curry in that second half. But again, right. these guys are fighting for a playoff positioning right now. They're only, I believe, a half a game out from that, I think, the eighth spot in the Western Conference. So, um, you know, definitely going to see a motivated effort from the, um, the Golden State Warriors after a, a horrific loss against the Dallas Mavericks. Just quickly, Golden State, again, over their last 10 games, number eight in offensive efficiency, playing great defense up to number five in defensive efficiency, and they're playing with pace. And they're at number seven. So, um, and then Minnesota number 25 in defensive efficiency. So I'm in lockstep with you that this is going to be a, a, a great game for the Golden State Warriors here tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I'm with you here. I mean, especially with their playoff hopes, he on, on the line right now, the warriors they've, they've shown out in the last four, four, no against the spread in their last four following a straight up loss. Yep. So, you know, I think that this is going to be one of those games where we're just going to see Steph Curry go off. Um, maybe we see Draymond Green be a little bit more active on the offensive end mm-hmm. with Kelly Oubre out. Yeah, There's been a lot of chatter on uh, ESPN about Stephen A saying he would trade Andrew Wiggins for uh, pretty much nothing at this point. Just curious what your thoughts on Andrew Wiggins are, what your thoughts on Andrew Wiggins is, given that, you know, he's pretty much the – the second option in the warriors offense. And when you go down in a game where Steph Curry was missing in the first half, everyone mm-hmm. was missing the first half, yeah. but like Wiggins can't even get to the basket. Like he's just so inconsistent. Um, yeah, he's good. He's decent defensively, but I think you gotta, you gotta expect, are the warriors going to do something else, you know, to get him. Cause Kelly Oubre is not going to be back next year. Yeah. Uh, he's probably going to get a, a nice little hefty check in the, in mm-hmm. the uh, free agency market. But yeah. What are your yeah. thoughts on Wiggins?
1: Yeah. I mean, we, I think we've discussed this before, but I'm not a Wiggins fan at all. I mean, like, I, obviously when you're going to get clay back next season, so you're going to have your splash brothers back in that backcourt. Now, what do you do with Andrew Wiggins? Right. I mean, he has a pretty hefty contract. So I think like you yeah. mentioned, Ubrey and Wiggins, I don't see on this team next year. Um, I thought the Warriors had a great opportunity to trade the number two overall pick from this last year and tag along Andrew Wiggins with that, uh, add that contract to the number overall to number two overall pick and trade it away to someone, but they didn't do that. Now they're kind of stuck with him, so it's going to be yeah. an interesting off season. I, I just think that he's not a fit for this team. Find a trade partner, get him out of there. You're getting Klay Thompson back, and then and kind of again. You have Draymond Curry and Klay Thompson build around those guys. And then you also have Wiseman that's going to, you know, obviously develop in the off season and, and you know, uh, work with their coaches there to obviously get better. And you have that piece also. So a lot of questions for the Golden State Warriors going into the off season on who they kind of want to surround uh, the Splash Brothers with, right? I don't think, like you mentioned, Bray's not going to be here and I don't expect uh, Wiggins to be here either.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great call. Um and, and I don't know how much consideration was really made to packaging Wiggins with that number two pick, but in hindsight, you know, they probably could have traded back and still ended up with a pretty solid player. It's unfortunate yeah. that James Wiseman's rookie season ended with a torn meniscus, but, you know, they clearly needed to address their front court. They made an attempt at it, but now they're kind of stuck with two problems. Now you got a, another injury to a young player. Plus you got this guy that just. Seems to soak up a lot of useless production in the minutes provided, right? Like he's getting mm-hmm. 30 minutes plus a game and still he's not even eclipsing 20 points. Yeah. You know, his rebounding is inconsistent. He plays he plays decent defense, but I think that's also a, a that's also predicated because their their lineup allows for a lot of length and steals, deflections, and all that because they're yeah. they're pretty long. But you know, I just don't, I totally agree with you. He's not a good fit. It's clear. That Steph Curry is is the one that's really just shouldering the load here, and he'll continue to do it
1: tonight against the Timberwolves. Yeah, I think last point on this uh, on the Wiggins thing. I think they have a guy on their bench in Jordan Poole that can fill into that role of the, Andrew Wiggins very nicely. You know, I think he's a very nice piece for this um, for this Warriors team, though. Yeah, he's certainly getting more confident. That, that's yep. definitely important. Yep. So
0: we're gonna take a short break. We're gonna get back to it. If you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, you have to check it out. Their fantasy best ball tournaments are some of the best around. Even better is their NFL Draft Weekend Special. Sign up between April 29th and May 4th and you have a chance to win a million dollars. That's right, one million dollars. When you go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN, you'll get $25 free, which you can use to enter their Best Ball Mania 2 tournament. SGP will be running a private best ball drafts for the listeners as well. This is a limited time offer that ends May 4th. So go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million dollars. That's right. Underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Okay, so for the final two games, first one up, we got the New Orleans Pelicans going up against the Oklahoma City Thunder currently seeing the thunder as let's see here 10.9 10 point dogs against a pelicans team that had a tough loss to the denver nuggets just a night ago yeah what are your thoughts on this game is this a play or a fade for you
1: yeah i think you got to take the pelicans here after a a tough loss last night to say the least, Um, you know, Oklahoma city thunder has been frisky. They got the victory over the Boston Celtics on the road. I think they were almost a, I think a double digit dog in that game. Um yeah. You know, now they're coming back home. I, th- I think the losing streak will start again here tonight. Again, Pelicans, if they want any chance of being in that play in tournament, um, you know, they got, they got, a, uh, they're going to have to going to go on a little run here four games back. So, I mean, if they want to have an opportunity, it's going to have to start tonight. And, uh, you know, Oklahoma City Thunder defense was one of the teams that we talked about as a daily fadeaway and fading this defense. Um, You know, you kind of take a look at their defensive metrics, number 24 in defensive efficiency. Uh, They're number 30 in offensive efficiency, but, you know, they're playing with a lot of pace, number two in pace over their last 10 games. And uh, New Orleans is number six. I think that this might be a good game for Zion to have success inside against this uh, Oklahoma City Thunder team. I currently don't see any player props listed for uh, the Pelicans players, probably just waiting for some injury news because it is a back-to-back situations or if they're arresting guys or whatever the case might be. But um, I, I think I will probably lock up the um, the Pelicans here tonight and um, maybe their team total also, but definitely get keep an eye on that injury report for the Pelicans.
0: Yeah, I'm. I was actually gonna take that to the prop shop. I'm seeing some. Uh, my guy Zion is is now listed, so I got a okay. um, prop. I'm gonna fire up for that one. But um, yeah, I I tend to agree with with what you're saying here. I, I think that the Thunder, I mean, they're in tank mode, and, and the Pelicans are coming off, despite coming off a back to back. We saw Steven Adams leave the game briefly with an ankle injury. Um, don't think that that's gonna make much of a difference here in the nine and a half points that they're currently favored. Yeah, Thunder aren't good right now, and Lou Dort makes his return to play, um, but I'm not sure that that also makes a difference on the Thunder side too much. Yeah, I think that this is going to be a pretty easy, easy road for the Pelicans, and I'm going to take the over on this one. Okay, the open was two twenty nine, seeing it now at 230, 231, and in the last twelve games that these that the Pelicans have played against below teams of. Uh, below a percentage of 400 the over has gone 11 and one in those games for the pelicans so yeah I, i'm feeling the pace I, I like that what you were what you were saying of, around that i think that that just only continues here these teams don't play very good defense
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i'm expecting a uh high scoring affair here
1: yeah and just going off the pacing lasting for this game um Oklahoma City number two and Pelicans are number six over the last in game. So uh, I think that fits right in with uh, taking the over here tonight in, in this, in the, in the, in this matchup for sure.
0: And the nightcap, we have the Toronto Raptors going up against the Denver Nuggets on their back end of a back-to-back the Toronto Raptors have, surprisingly turned out 6 and turned out 6 and 4 in their last 10, 6 and 4 against the spread. The Denver Nuggets coming off a really tough win. Nikola Jokic, before I get to the the stats of it, did he secure his MVP nod after that crucial block, maybe foul <laughs> on Zion Williamson to win the game? I think yeah. it did, you know. You think Embiid so? seems to be yeah, Embiid seems to be sliding a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately the Sixers have been a part of Four consecutive blowouts that's reduced his minutes significantly, where he hasn't been needed to put up his monster double doubles. You know, mm-hmm. Steph Curry, that 30 point loss didn't help his case very much, yeah. even though that's not solely on him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after that, you know, it's pretty much Jokic. So to me, yeah. this is his award to lose.
1: Yeah. I mean, you take a look at Denver, they've won their what seven out of the last eight games and they've been, they've been winning games even without, you know, Jamal Murray that went down with a torn ACL and now Will Barton that's right. been out. So they're still chugging along. I, I think the, uh the, the real test for the Denver Nuggets is about to come up after Toronto. They have the two LA teams. Hopefully they get LeBron back. Uh, Cause I think Lakers need him. but we can get to that at a later time. Um, And then they have New York, Utah, and then Brooklyn. So uh, a, a pretty a tough five five game uh, stretch coming up for the Denver Nuggets so i think we'll find out a little more how good this Denver team is going to be um as we wind down the season here
0: yeah for sure and right now i'm seeing the uh game total sitting at 220 for this game and uh we have the Nuggets as 3 point favorites haven't seen many props released for this game yet. Uh, I think we're still waiting on words similar to some of the Pelicans players just based off the back-to-back. Mm-hmm. We don't know who's actually going to be active, but I feel pretty comfortable taking the the Denver Nuggets here, even if you know they get one of their superstars to rest. Um, feel pretty good about Denver's place right now as they continue to rise up the Western Conference and start to seal and look for their playoff berth.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I talked about this with Zach yesterday. It's like, I, we're just kind of, I'm just kind of waiting for like this Denver team to kind of like slump, you know, without Jamal Murray yeah. and then will Barton, but it's not happening. They, you know, they're playing great basketball. And I think a guy that we really need to shout out for this team outside of Jokic has been Michael Porter Jr. Um, yep. He's been playing outstanding for, for the uh, yes. Denver Nuggets, kind of stepping into that, that second guy on this team behind Jokic as far as scoring and, 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 you know, grabbing rebounds and things like that. So Um, I'll also stay with Denver here tonight. I think they get the job done. Um, You know, they kind of want to get a winning streak going and and stay within their uh, playoff seating in the Western Conference. You know, would they, I'm sorry, they probably know they have a tough five game schedule coming up here. So try to pile up as many wins as you can. And, uh, you know, Denver. I mean, what can you say playing great defense? Um, they're just chugging along, man. I think, I think you're right. Jokic probably locked up that MVP after last night's performance and defensive play.
0: Yeah. And then just to piggyback off your Michael Porter jr. That's, that's one of the guys I was trying to eye for the prop shop, but unfortunately they're not available yet, but over his last five, 28 points, six rebounds, 1.6 assists, uh, 1.4 blocks this guy's been yeah. playing outstanding since Jamal Murray's absence um and 32 33 points per game uh over his last 3 this guy's been dynamic this is what this is why the Denver Nuggets took yep. the risk on on him despite his back issues coming out of college 100% um so salty because as a Sixers fan we had a chance to grab him we decided <laughs> to select Zaire Smith <laughs> um who is not even I don't even know if he's even rostered in the league right now.
1: Yeah, That's I mean the draft. Yeah, and I yeah, I think right really slow, you know, Michael Porter Jr. um like you just mentioned the stats not I mean, I'm really excited to see what he does in the playoffs uh for the Denver Nuggets. I think like you said this was a player that the Denver Nuggets drafted now seeing what what they kind of expected from him now they're kind of we're seeing it on the court and uh the future the future is really bright for this kid. So it's gonna be uh, gonna be really exciting for, for Michael Porter Jr. and the Denver Nuggets. Yes, sir. And with that,
0: we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll get into our prop shop. Better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGens only care about. Sports betting. We're giving out free daily video picks over at our Better Than Vegas profile page. Better than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They get a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. So make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. So, the prop shop. We are in it, ready to play, get some dollars, give you some of our best prop plays of the slate. So, I'll start with you, man. Who is the first prop that you're feeling in our inaugural segment for the prop
1: shop? So I have, um, I have four written down and two are from the same team and same game. So I'm kind of going back to that Brooklyn Nets and the Indiana Pacers, where I kind of talked about uh, the rebounding issues that the, uh, that the Indiana Pacers are having without their two interior guys. And the first guy I locked up on his rebounds was Jeff Green over four and a half. It's a little juiced um, at at minus 130, but, you know, he's starting at that center position for the uh, Brooklyn Nets here tonight. Um, Obviously, no DeAndre Jordan. I think he's coming off the bench, and I don't think he's injured. Let me see the injury report. I think he's getting load managed at this point. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, Jeff Green, I think, you know, a guy that can really stretch the floor, a, a guy that can really defend the post kind of take a looking at what his rebounding numbers have been over the last, um, couple games here. He had eight against the Toronto Raptors who don't have a guy on the interior, like the Indiana Pacers, he grabbed five against the Phoenix Suns, um, you know, subpar against Boston. He had nine against the Pelicans. So I think I'm just kind of fading the Indiana Pacers, um, a uh, lack of interior presence. And I, the first prop that I did have for this game was again, Jeff green over four and a half rebounds.
0: I like it. And I'm going to stick to the same game and the same metrics that you're eyeing. You know, the Pacers have been the worst rebounding team over the last mm-hmm. three games, allowing 67 rebounds per contest. The next closest team to them is the Philadelphia 76ers at 57. So mm-hmm. 10 rebound margin there of how bad the Indiana Pacers are to the rest of the league. Um, I'm going with Kevin Durant over seven, seven and a half rebounds. He grabbed 10 in his last game, and I know that he's still under his minutes restriction, but what we've been harping on, excuse me, is really just how bad Indiana's front court is. And I think I like where you're going with Jeff Green. Kevin Durant probably playing as the power forward there. I think he could rack up eight rebounds within 20 minutes of work. Just yep. given how fast this pace is going to be, as well as, you know, how poorly the the Indiana team has been defending against the paint. So I'm expecting Kevin Durant to clean the glass here. Um and we're seeing that at uh, his current market, I believe, is about let's see minus let's see seeing, that. seeing it at plus odds, plus 101 with FanDuel. Yep. So I'm, uh, I'm going to roll with that for the first prop of the prop shop.
1: That was the second guy that I said I had two guys written down, but I was able to get him at six and a half this morning before that line moved. Oh, um,
0: lucky bastard.
1: Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> uh, again, I, I think a, a handicapping or a betting point, I think a learning point for, for, you know, our listeners and our guys in the Slack channel is check those uh, at least when those player pops are released in the morning. Yeah. If you like a guy, as like, we just gave an example of Indiana Pacers, you know, lack of interior presence and, you know, they're doing really bad, um, on, on rebounding, those lines are going to move. So, so get in on that for sure. Um, I did have one more for this game. I'm going to take Malcolm Brogan over two and a half, three point shots made, um, you know, last night or, or sorry, on Tuesday, he had a rough game against the uh, Portland trailblazers. He's still getting up the attempts. He's averaging close to seven attempts in the month of April. Um, and again, the high total tonight, now, now that number's up to 244. So that number is really rising here. I think Brogdon has a bounce-back shooting night here tonight, and I really like that over two-and-a-half, three-point shots made for uh, Malcolm Brogdon.
0: The bounce-back for Malcolm. I thought you were going to go with Kara's revenge, but I like I like the Malcolm bounce-back. It's, it's a good call, man. Yeah. And so for my next prop, I'm going to go back to the Oklahoma City Thunder and Pelicans matchup. I mentioned that Steven Adams is listed as questionable for tonight's Mm -hmm. contest with an ankle injury. I think this is going to be a good spot for Mr. Zion Williamson to grab some rebounds and he's averaged uh, in his last game. uh, I believe he's, he's, he hasn't averaged over nine and a half, but just given up, he's going up against a thunder team that Really doesn't defend in the paint very well. I think he's going to be a bully. Wouldn't be surprised if he went off for 30 points in this affair. Um, At plus odds, I'm going for Zion Williamson over 9.5 rebounds, plus 115 at FanDuel. And one other one, I just want to throw in there. I mentioned Lou Dort will be making his return to play. Mm. He's been there. The, the thunders primary scoring option. And over his last three games, he's averaged 21 points per game, 25 yep. points per game over his last 10. I see his points lines in the 18 and a half. I like that. Uh, and almost even odds Mine's minus one Oh six, I'm going to go Lou Dort over 18 and a half points along with Zion Williamson over nine and a half rebounds.
1: Love it. Okay. And then my last two are going to be centered around uh, going to back to that golden state and Minnesota, Timberwolves. And we talked about how this might be a bounce back spot tier for um, Steph Curry. So the first one I do like is Steph Curry over five and a half, three point shots made. Minnesota is number 27. Sorry. Uh, they are dead last actually in opponent, three point shots made. They're giving up 16 per game of their last 10 games. And like you mentioned, Steph Curry, that loss against the Dallas Mavericks was not sitting well with him, so I'm going to go ahead and take Steph Curry over five and a half three point shots made, and I'm going to give out a DGen's only long shot uh, points prop with Steph Curry tonight. I'm going to go with Steph Curry at least score fifty points at plus six hundred plus six twenty. I like you mentioned, like you can easily see him getting forty tonight. I can easily see him getting 50 tonight against his really bad Minnesota Timberwolves team. So I'm going to buy that number up to 50. Give me that plus 600 tonight and uh, let's go up. Steph Curry. Let's go.
0: Light it up. <laughs> I love it. Lo- light that shit up, man. Yeah. Plus 600. Let's get, let's get it. DGN sports nerds got a feeling <laughs> we all got the feeling. Let's, let's get it. 50 piece for Steph Curry tonight. Market. So for, next segment we're going to go into the northwest division let's talk about it man the utah jazz i think quinn snyder is probably locked up maybe we're getting some last minute competition for coach of the year but you know the utah jazz from a metric standpoint they rank in the top three top five in in offensive and defensive categories Mm -hmm. can't be understated how well they've played throughout the season minus their little bumps in the road and losing yeah. all of their games to the Minnesota Timberwolves this season which is yeah. kind of odd but they're <laughs> yeah. also weathering the storm without Donovan Mitchell in these last you know couple of weeks with his ankle injury but you know overall like what do you think that the what's the upside to this Utah team do you think that they can make a deep run into the postseason Clearly, their their team is stacked now. Like we're yep. seeing, Mike Conley actually made it through a full season mm-hmm. healthy, playing great. Uh, this is the level of basketball that they intended to get out of him once they signed him with that big deal. Donovan Mitchell took that next step in terms of his star-studded play. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really been a dog, been closing out late game situations. Gobert continues to be a force in the middle. Joe Ingles has played extremely well in the absence of Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson is your sixth man of the year. This team is, this team is loaded, man. So I I don't see a lot of conversation and, and believers around the Utah jazz actually
1: having a legitimate shot to take down the big dogs. Yeah. I mean, I think all season long, like we really been having, we haven't really talked about the Utah jazz, right? Like they're kind of just chugging along here in the Western conference with the number one seed. Um, I think that, you know, once they do lock up this number one seed, I I think it's, you know, they're only, I think they only have a game lead on the Phoenix Suns. But um, as far as his roster, I mean, they have, it it seems like a complete roster, right? You have your big anchor in the, in the middle, like you mentioned with Rudy Gobert, and then you have your superstar player and Donovan Mitchell, you have Mike Conley, an all-star player. Um, And then, again, the pieces around him, Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year, Joe Ingles. I think we're not giving this guy enough credit for what he's doing for this team. Um, And then you take a look at Jordan Yang, Royce O'Neal. So they have a lot. Derek Favors, another guy. So they have a lot of pieces. I think they finally put it all together this season. Do I think they make a run? I I think this team has the potential to at least get into the Western conference finals, I think whoever they match up with in that second round, it's almost going to seem like it's going to be, um, I think they might just match up with the Lakers in that second round. So I I think this team is equipped this season to give fits to whoever they plays in that, in that second round, whether it's the Clippers, whether it's the Lakers, whoever they may be. Um, and I think they can make a series out of and potentially win. I really love the lost roster. I like what Quinn Snyder has done this season. Um, and I think now is a window for Utah jazz to kind of take advantage of what they have on this team. Right. I mean, all season long, they've been a great three point shooting team. Um, they have the guys that can play defense on this team also. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see what this team does in the playoffs this season.
0: Me too, man. Me too. I think it's, you know, maybe it's uh a new dawn for the the younger teams in the NBA, but like everyone, the path, the path through the West has got to go through LA. Yep. I think now we have a new a new player in town with the Phoenix Suns, who mm-hmm. look amazing. Uh the the clutch factor of Devin Booker and Chris Paul yep. right now is unmatched. Yeah. Um, and then the, we got the next team, the Denver Nuggets who, you know, now that the the Utah Jazz was Jamal Murray's injury, think that the books took um, the opportunity for the Denver Nuggets to win this division off the table. Yeah. But this team is scary, man. Like, even despite not having uh, Jamal Murray, their starting point guard, they're making do with, with people like P.J. Dozier and Michael Porter Jr. Obviously, they got the MVP in Nikola Jokic, but – I think this is gonna. I think it's gonna end up hurting them losing Murray once it gets to postseason time. I think that they're gonna still end up being one of the better teams, you know, probably a top five team in the Western Conference. But I, I think it's gonna stop short once it comes to playoff time, just because they're missing that that level and caliber of a player as Jamal Murray. What we saw him do in the bubble last year, you know, him and Donovan Mitchell were yeah. were probably two of the best amongst the league and the playoffs and uh, not having Jamal Murray, I think will take its toll
1: once we're talking to, talking about a seven game series. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent agree with what you just said about Jamal Murray and what he did in the bubble last season um, in the playoffs, you know, going against Donovan Mitchell in that first round. And I think they were a Mike Connolly three point shot away from being tossed in that first round, but you know, they had a great playoff run last season. You know, I think this is a team that got to the Western conference finals right last season. In the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I think that, you know, right now if the playoffs started, they would be taking on the Lakers as uh, at right now, Denver sitting at the four seed. Lakers are the five seed, So they would probably be bouncing that first round, but kind of looking at the outlook of this team, I love this roster going forward for this team. I mean, you take a look, you are can eventually going to get Jamal Murray back, but that's probably going to be deep into the season next year. But again, when you have the MVP of this season, possibly in Jokic, who's still a young guy, you still have Michael Porter Jr., who I think is going to turn into a a beast next season. You have Aaron Gordon that you traded for. So they have a lot of pieces on this team. I think this team next season could be the Utah Jazz of of this year being that number one seed in the Western Conference next year. Um, I think they could still maybe add another piece or two. Possibly. I mean, you still have Monte Morris, who's kind of been dealing with an injury. Um, They had to sign Austin Rivers to kind of fill that gap for Jamal Murray, but I'm really loving this, this roster for, for the Denver Nuggets. Um, Unfortunately for this season, not having Jamal Murray, you know, that injury, I think it'll be a first round exit possibly, you know, I think the ceiling will be that second round for this Denver Nuggets team, but the future is very, very bright with this team who have, you know, again, MVP. And then uh, I think we're not giving enough credit to Mike Malone. What he's been able to do with with this Denver Nuggets team, um, with the pieces that he does have, for sure. I mean, he
0: should definitely get get some respect for weathering the storm here, and then also the just their front office to to make a splash like to acquire Aaron Gordon mm. at the deadline, totally unsuspecting, yeah. and be able to fit him into that into that system so seamlessly. Yeah. Um, I think that they identified a, an urgent need uh, to get better defensively. And surprisingly, we see Michael Porter jr's defense get better as well. Like he seems to be a a bit more active in terms of, uh, defending off the ball or, and switching, um, once they're rotating in their offensive set on the defensive sets, he's actually getting that backside blocking a lot more. still stands around a bit much looking around. I I have noticed Mm -hmm. that, but it's, it's still improvement from, from what we've seen before. So yeah, I I agree. I think that this is going to be one of the scarier teams you know, going forward, assuming that they can keep, you know, retain Aaron Gordon services, keep drafting well. Cause I think that that's really been their, their sweet spot. And what a yeah. lot of teams aren't doing these days is, is building from that, that core unit of the draft and then getting those, those free agent assets to kind of fit in alongside them. I think they've done
1: an excellent job doing so. Yeah. I think, yeah, like you said, with Michael Porter jr. I think that even more scary part is that this guy can get better Right. I mean, he's, he has he's, there's still development for this game, like you mentioned. But uh, last point for Michael Porter Jr., I think, you know, a while back, Zach had talked about how Denver Nuggets wanted Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. to be a better rebounder for this team. And we've kind of seen that now. He's season average is now up to close to eight rebounds per game. So um, definitely going to be a Michael Porter Jr. fan going forward uh, for this Denver Nuggets team.
0: Definitely. And the next squad, also playoff contender here, Portland Trail Blazers. Unfortunately, they seem to be going the wrong direction at the ro- at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, and I think we touched on it on Tuesday. It was it was a more about are we confident that Damian Lillard is fully healthy? I think we all agree that he does not look like he's the same person right now. Mm-hmm. C.J. McCollum seems to be. Uh, Stepping up relatively so. He's not playing as well as he did in the beginning of the season before his injury. You know, he was lighting up the scoreboard to the tune of 26 points per contest before going down with an injury, almost four threes per game, Mm -hmm. just having a career year. And since he's gotten back, I think he's gone more towards the CJ McCollum of old around that 20, 22 points per game. Norman Powell's fit in pretty well, um, mm-hmm. but we we haven't gotten consistent play out of Yusuf Nurkic. And I think that that's been, but also due to injuries, this team has been just drowning in injuries for most of the season. So do you see Portland turning the corner at the right time, potentially in the playoffs, or is this kind of a, you know, a, a lo- not a lost cause of a year, but they're kind mm-hmm. of middle of the pack. They're not really setting themselves up to, be the upsetter, the upset team like they they they've played that role that they've played in the past.
1: Yeah, you take a look right now they're at number 7 in the eastern sorry, in the western conference. If the playoffs started today, they'd be taking on the Phoenix Suns, so I think that would be a very intriguing matchup with with Portland. Um, you take a look at the roster of Portland, man. They have some great players on this team, obviously outside of CJ McCollum, Norman Powell and uh uh Damian Lillard. You have you picked up Robert Covington in the offseason season from the Houston Rockets, a great three and D guy who who can lock up, yeah. you know, your opposing best player. Um, and then you added also another versatile guy that that has a lot of jump in his in his, his shoes is Derek Jones Jr. The question yeah. for this team has kind of yet, yeah, like you mentioned, has been their interior with Yusuf Nurkic because he's been injured over this past two seasons, he hasn't played very many games and and his cancer has been filled in very nicely for, um, for, for the Portland Trailblazers. Is this a team that can kind of turn it on in the playoffs? Sure. I mean, when you have a guy like Damian Lillard who can, you know, on any given night, go out and get you 30 to 35 points, the question, like you said, is how healthy is Damian Lillard, right? We don't know what the severity of that hamstring is when he was out for those, you know, four to five games. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting playoff series for, for, for playoffs for the Portland Trailblazers, because we don't know what we're going to get from them. Um, obviously last year they won that play in tournament, played the Lakers in the first round and it was a first round exit. But, um, I had, I had talked to Zach about this in one of our podcasts before, and I kind of want to get your thoughts is, I think we had discussed this also, but what do you think is the future of terry stouts on this team if it is a first round exit for the portland trailblazer i think you had mentioned if damian lillard loves to coach he's not going to go anywhere but at some point damian lillard is at he's 30 years old now right he he is you know entering maybe the back half of his of his nba career so if it is a first round exit do they go another direction as far as coaching or what do you think is going to happen
0: yeah. It's an interesting thought. Uh, you know, Terry Stotts has has been a very successful coach since being there. I would just be, like, I, I guess it, it would depend on what coaches become available on the market. It doesn't, I haven't yeah. gotten any signals at least that there's someone internally that they're pushing for to mm-hmm. potentially replace him. Yeah. Um, I think his job security is okay right now, just given the fact that they had to endure so many significant injuries to important players their organization did a great job of much of what you said, acquiring those defensive assets to mm-hmm. bolster what was their problem last year it was that like they didn't play any defense. Unfortunately, yeah. now it's been a combination of people getting injured plus not playing defense. So, yep. you know, give give Robert Covington another year to get acclimated with their team. Um, he mm-hmm. wasn't there. I don't, I don't think he was there scoring. He wasn't there to score. He's been there to, you know, bring his defensive presence and acumen. and i think he'll probably get a little bit more comfortable in that offense once you give him a year he's been moving around a lot over the last few years so once you give Mm -hmm. him an established home i think he'll we'll see more see him produce more derrick jones jr similar thing you know he came over from miami so might take him a little bit longer to get get more into the swing of things but i think that their wing players are really solid i don't i don't know that carmelo anthony although he's played really well for them um I don't I don't know that he's gonna be the long term fit there. Yeah. In terms of, you know, they're giving him twenty plus minutes a game. I think you'll wanna to get more minutes to players that are gonna have more of an impact beyond just their scoring on the court. So yeah. another another player that I think has played out really well that got a lot of time and and shine when McCollum was out was Anthony Simons. yeah, And you know, he went off and pretty much was the reason why the, the, the play, the Blazers won their last game. I mean, what do you have like 27 points hit down a hit a ton of threes Duke can hop. He's got some Springs. Like, I think he's a young player that they'll want to see get more time. So they have, I mean, and you got Enos Cantor, who's been a, a, a decent, reliable big man off the bench. So if Nurkic can actually stay healthy you bring cancer in off the bench for 20 minutes, give him nothing more than that. Let him be active rebounding. He's played better defense this year. I think they actually have a pretty deep roster. So I think that that might keep Terry Stotts his job for one more season. But <laughs> let's say I wouldn't be surprised if after next year, if we see a similar position of the Blazers kind of fighting for their playoff lives this late in the season, I wouldn't be surprised if they move on
1: thereafter. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe, you know, give them one more year because of the injuries that they've dealt with this season. I mean, your top three guys that were all at some point out with some sort of injury, right? We saw CJ McCollum out with an injury, Yusuf Nurkic was out for a second time, and then you also had Damian Lillard that was out for those four to five games. So I it gets a little tough, um, you know, when you don't have your top top three players. So um, you know, I hopefully I think for at least for Portland's sake, if they can get one healthy season. And see yeah. where this team ends up in the standings, and then in the playoffs. I think uh, that will be a, a a tipping point on which direction they kind of want to go with Terry Stouts. Totally agree. And then for the last team we have here, we
0: got the the uh, or the, the last couple teams. We got some bottom of barrel squads of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Man, this is a lot. There's a lot to take in for the Minnesota Timberwolves because I think this is this could be a completely rebuilt revamped roster by the time we're, we're talking about this next season. Yeah. They have some hefty contracts with, with D'Angelo Russo on the books, Carl Anthony Towns have already expressed his want to get out and, and get into a winning program. I think that he's pretty much done his KG tour mm-hmm. a little bit less of a KG tour, but like, I think he's given them enough. Clearly the way that they're building the team around him, this is not a winning formula. And I think that this is where they're going to make some interesting decisions. I think that they developed some good talent. They've gotten good minutes out of people like Nas Reed and Jared yep. Vanderbilt. Um, they also have Jaden McDaniels, who's they've given a lot more time to as of late. Ricky Rubio, I think that this was just a pit stop for him. I think he was mm. just a trade piece. I wouldn't yep. be surprised if he's traded in the offseason. They don't really – I don't. I don't see him – even though he was drafted there, I don't think – I think Rubio's always been that guy that's been – Saying, "Hey, put me in a bigger market," and yet he never gets there. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if he he finds his way. Either him, Cat, Russell, one of those guys, if not two or out of the three, are going to end up in New York. That's just my project, my prediction. Okay. Um, but yeah, all that to say, I don't really know where this team is going necessarily, but at least they know that they have a really good rookie in Anthony Edwards. They drafted well, you know, it was was a risk taking him at number one, but I think that they cashed in on that, and he's looking really good for a 19-year-old who already looks like he belongs in this league. So I think that that's that's just a good upside thing. But I think that they're not going to probably be good for easily another three to four years, if not five years, until they can actually build a a true core team around Anthony Edwards because I think that that's what their future is going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, you take a look at two elder men of this team is Ed Davis and Ricky Rubio. If you take those two guys off of this roster, your oldest player at that point is going to be Jake Layman who's only, you know, 27 years old. A lot of young pieces like you mentioned Anthony Edwards is only 19, uh Jared Culver 22 years old. Um and then you talked about Delo and and Cat, both of those guys are 25 years old. Um so you know a lot of young pieces for this team and it, it's it's you know they'll have another top pick in this upcoming draft in a very deep draft the question has become okay you know where are you going to trade you know guys like like you mentioned with d'angelo russell carl anthony towns because i i was under the assumption that they require d'angelo russell to play alongside with carl anthony towns but you know Things haven't really worked out for Minnesota, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And like you mentioned, I mean, you know, they're not going to be relevant for another at least five years, in my opinion. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Cat, where he ends up or if he stays. Um, he's only 25 years old, so he's still kind of in his, in, you know, he's still in his prime window along with D'Angelo Russell. So, um, I mean, they have a lot of good paces, like I mentioned, around you know, with Jared Culver and, and Malik Beasley, you know, guy that we haven't mentioned, but um again, I, this is going to be a team of Anthony Edwards, you, who you drafted um, at, at a very high pick, you know, and now you're going to have to build around this guy. You know, we've seen what his potential kind of is this season. He's only going to get better, right? He's going to, he's going to continue develop his game, his shot and all that good stuff. So, um you know, not much else to say about this team Wolves team. i don't think they will be relevant for another you know five years yeah
0: yeah it's going to be a while yeah.
1: um
0: and, and just to crystallize that yeah i think that there's they definitely have a lot of young talent that they need to give more opportunity to and i think that some of these veterans it's crazy that d'angelo russell and and carl anthony towns are veterans at only 25 yeah. years old to, to that extent like it feels like they've been in the league a lot longer or that they would just be older but I think that that's the log jam that's preventing some of their younger draft picks that are, you know, the Jared Culver the, they did pay Malik Beasley, a, a pretty hefty coin to, to stay mm-hmm. there. So I think he'll be there a while, yep. but um, yeah, they need to get some of those older statesmen out of there and then, you know, ultimately give, give time to the young bucks and then see what they have build through the draft. And then hopefully they'll be able to be in a position to acquire free agent talent in the next, in the next several years. Yep. yep. And then finally we got the tanking Oklahoma city thunder, but they have the most draft capital at yep. of any team in the NBA. <laughs> so it's, it's hard to say, like, I think they're kind of doing it right. Like they're doing tanking the right way. Mm-hmm. They, I'm still trying to figure out how they got away with trading, trading for Al Horford, starting for like, what, 20 games maybe, because he was yeah. sitting like every other game. And then they just shut him down completely. Al Horford's like, cool, just pay me. I'll sit yep. on the sidelines and watch y'all work. But I think it, it can't be – you got to give them some credit, though, because I think despite how bad they've been, they found some really good pieces potentially to, to have going forward for to build out their depth. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if, if some of these dudes – either aren't on their roster next year, or probably aren't going to be getting starters minutes like they are right now. I think it mm-hmm. could be a moment of moment of time, but yep. I think that they have some, some things they gave Moses Brown uh, a new contract to, to lock him in. I think that they saw some promise out of him and, You know, his per 36 average is crazy. This guy just puts up crazy rebounding numbers and and points when he's given the opportunity to play. They acquired Tony Bradley late in the the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. Not sure if he's going to be their total answer, but, you know, he'll probably make the roster. But I think that they really built something in Lou Dort. They they gave him time. They're giving him some shine. They already have Shea Gilgis-Alexander who's been missing time with, uh, I believe, is it a, a plantar fascia injury? Yeah. It foot is. injury, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like they're not rushing to get him back. They already know what they have. He balled out for the time that he did play this season. Yeah. So you build around Shea and and Lou Dort as your main your main scores, and then you have Alex Pokushevsky, who to me, I mean, he's super skinny, but like this guy's got some got some upside in just the way that he plays. I think he's pretty versatile. Going gonna need to put on some weight, but yeah, now that we have <laughs> seen him get some time. He he's been successful. And then you have, you know, Teo Malad- Maladon who mm-hmm. Frenchman played decent um, and given the time that he's gotten. And then Ty Jerome has also played really well. The, the, I think, is he a rookie out of Virginia? Uh,
1: is he a second
0: year player? I think he's I can't probably can't
1: second remember. year. Cause he's, he's 23 second years year. old. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But he's uh, I mean, he's been a serviceable point guard for them. So like, the Thunder are probably the furthest away from being any kind of contending team. Mm -hmm. But, and and they're also going to be a ways away from getting any high caliber free agents as a result. But I think they also have the ability to get some considerable draft assets because they can package so many deals, you know, with the amount of of stock they have in draft picks till 2027. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up landing you know top three picks for Mm -hmm. the next five years you build around that next thing you know you have the oklahoma city thunder of the back in the day when they had russell westbrook james harden and and kevin durant all built out of the draft so it's exciting time if you're in oklahoma city like yeah you got to watch a shitty team for a while but at least this team is doing doing tanking the right way and and looking to build through through the draft and getting the top caliber players out of either college or the G League elite
1: ignite, excuse me. Yeah. And I mean, Sam Presti has a problem, but he has a good problem, right? I mean, with all the draft yeah. capital that he has, um, I think you already hit the nail on the head by going through this roster. I mean, obviously I think the guy they're going to want to build around as SGA on this roster, we've seen what he's been able to do with this team. Um, and then again, a another guy that, you know, um, that I think will be long-term on this roster along with Mo- Moses Brown. Like you mentioned, um, some of the other, uh, pieces that they do have, you know, like you already mentioned, I don't want to go through it again, but the, the issue is for this team is that it, this is not going to be a free agent destination, right? So like you mentioned, like it's going to have to be, this team is going to be, have to be completely built through the draft. They have the draft capital to do it again. Preston's gonna have to make a lot of trades and moves to kind of get this team into contention again, right? And and, um right, it's gonna be interesting to see. Like you mentioned, the OKC fans, fan base, you know, they might be a little deflated right now, but the future is very, very bright for this team. They have some pieces on this team, along with all the draft capital. So um, you know, as far as being a thunder fan, if you are you know, don't, 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 don't be too deflated about it because you have, you know, a lot of working pieces on to kind of rebuild this roster and it can happen fairly quickly for you because Sam Presti's a guy that can, he'll make the trades you he's not afraid to make a move. Right. And now that he's acquired all these draft draft uh, draft picks, we have a very deep draft coming up this year. And there's a lot of, you know, great talent coming out of the college ranks and in the G league, like we mentioned, um, Obviously, we know that Al Horford's not going to be on this team next year, uh, you know, but again, it's going to be the question on for the coaching staff and the front office on who they want to keep around for this roster and kind of build their own SGA. But um, yeah, I don't think, you know, another team, Oklahoma City Thunder, are not going to be relevant for another maybe five to six years along with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So at least for this Northwest division to kind of wrap it up, it's going to be a a battle between the Utah jazz, the Denver nuggets and the Portland trailblazers for, for the, for the years to come. Right. Totally agree with that.
0: And uh, to to the thunder fans out there, you're pretty much the poster child for the trust, the process.
1: (laughs) Yeah. As, as,
0: as, as somebody that's gone through it, yeah, just do it, let it, let it ride. Eventually it's going to turn out to be, um, you know, it worked out for the Sixers eventually. I mean, they haven't won a championship, but they've, they've certainly become one of the better teams in the Eastern conference as a result of their tanking ways. Don't worry. Thunder fans,
1: uh, as a rockets fan, I'm right there with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's so true. That's, that's actually a good question, man. Like, who do you think is going to end up making, I'd actually say the rockets have better talent than the the thunder. I think the thunder yeah. are a bit worse because at least you guys paid for uh Christian Wood, mm-hmm. and I would say Houston's a better free agent destination than oklahoma city you know, yep. y'all got the strip clubs and everything so yeah uh,
1: no income tax either so
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's it right yeah and, hey that get savvy players go, yeah. go to be smart it's, it's way better for you yep all right guys so we'll we'll check in with you next week uh make sure you head to the locker room join mckee and off tomorrow and well they'll go over their best plays picks of the slate and uh we'll get back to it next week so until then we'll holla at you Baba basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna duck it. Baba basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna duck it. Baba basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna.